What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we were joined by Landis Helwig, who's the vocalist of the band Lost Henry. So I'll say for tonight, pretend it's alright. The pain I know, the hurt you chose to hold me tight. So Lost Henry is based out of generally Cincinnati, Ohio. You'll hear a little bit more about where they're from and a little bit more about where the band came from. But these guys, their whole focus is to make emo great again. (laughs) It's actually really cool. They've got some emo-influenced kind of pop-punk, softcore music. It's really fun music. I'm a fan of it. I like what they're doing. I think it's cool that they're they're taking strides and trying to, to bring back some of the old styles and Anyway, Landis is a really rad guy, and the interview was a lot of fun, so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. But, like always, before we jump on in, I just want to remind you to check out the band's social media page, check out their Facebook, their Instagram, give them a like, a follow, share their music, go follow their Spotify, and you know, add their music if you like it. And while you're at it, you can always go into Spotify and follow my podcast as well as you can go into Instagram or Facebook and like and follow the podcast there. But just know, I think you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. And without further ado, let's just jump right on it. Well, dude, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, dude. I, uh, I'm super pumped. Well, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I've honestly never really done a podcast before, so I'm excited to finally, uh, be able to you know well hopefully it lives up to up to the hype for you yeah yeah <laughs> so uh so just tell me a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your band okay yeah cool um i'm landis helwig and i sing for lost henry we're uh kind of like a pop punk emo band that's kind of the new wave a lot of people are on right now yeah uh, yeah and we all live in kentucky so Yellow it's like submarine. northern kentucky <laughs> yeah <laughs> Exactly. Um, but we're like right outside of Cincinnati. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we're primarily, we're basically a Cincinnati band. Like okay. most of the shows in Cincinnati, stuff like that. And we all go to the same university, which is Northern Kentucky, which is right outside of Cincinnati. Oh, so. cool, man. So that's, how, is that how you guys met? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we met through, uh, I'm in, I'm in the School of the Arts as well as, uh, like two other people in the band. Okay. Uh, and then Leon. And I did this like Lincoln Park cover at this uh, like School of the Arts sponsored like cabaret event where you mm-hmm. can get up and do whatever song or whatever. And uh, Kale actually came up to me after Kale is our rhythm guitarist, by the way. And he came up to me and he was like, wow, that was really good. We should like play a bullet for my Valentine or Slipknot cover sometime. I was like, OK, yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I hit up uh, my friend Barry who uh, is now my roommate and he's our drummer. And I was like, Hey, you play drums. Like I, I didn't really know him that well at the time. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I do play drums. Are, are you looking to play a song or start a band or something? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he said he had a friend who played bass, which is my other roommate, Jackson, Jackson Moss. Uh, and he plays bass for us. And we played this uh, really, really crappy Slipknot cover. Uh, <laughs> last year. It was, it was very rough to say the least. Cause you had four, <laughs> Four guys who didn't really know exactly what they're doing with their instruments, trying to cover Before I Forget, which definitely has a lot more than four people on it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was rough. And then uh, after that, we just decided, you know, let's let's try to actually write some music. And we ended up going more towards pop punk. And uh, Ben, our backing vocalist and lead guitarist, actually came in. A little bit after that, not too long. Mm-hmm. And once he came in, he he was in a previous local band and they were pop punk. So he definitely knew how the sound worked. Mm-hmm. And once Ben came in, we just got to writing and one thing turned into another and we ended up where we are now. That's awesome. So uh, in terms of in terms of the roots, it sounds like a lot of you have roots from a very different genre than you're actually <laughs> currently playing in. But are your roots also in pop punk? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I love honestly everything. Like my favorite song of the year was by the 1975, which is a pop band. Yeah. But 
my favorite album was by Ice Nine Kills, which is a metalcore band. Yeah. So I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, okay. And that's kind of how everyone is. I mean, I love pop punk. I grew up on stuff like Green Day and Blink-182 and Fall Out Boy. Sure. And so did everyone else. But I think everyone kind of diverges in their own way. I'm definitely into more heavier stuff than anyone else, I'd say. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're all centered in that pop punk sound. Yeah, dude. I, I remember how many years ago would it have been when Ice Nine Kills released their first like few songs? It was totally yeah. not. It was before it was metal. And mm. those were some of my favorite songs like at during that time period. It was probably 10 years ago now, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but yeah, dude, they, they were they're very, very much hardcore now as opposed to before they were they were still rock. They were more like Hawthorne Heights, though, like kind of a, an mm-hmm. emo emo harder, a little bit harder than Hawthorne Heights, but kind of similar to that. Yeah, I, Ice Nine Kill, uh, I'd honestly say they're they're probably my favorite band. Um, I actually I, you're probably talking about uh, that EP before the burning, but I saw them in like the basement of this bowling alley in my hometown. When I was, <laughs> yeah. When I was a freshman in high school um, and I, ha- I actually bought a physical copy of the burning that night. And that's okay. like one of my prized possessions. And it's just so cool to see how they've evolved like throughout all these years. I'm also a really big horror. And so oh, okay. they're holding, it's, it's all like horror movie each song. So. Oh, okay. Right yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was dying. I, I freaking loved their, they did like a little Christmas, Instagram post or whatever, where it was kind of like a retro gaming Santa cutting off the heads of the elves. I was just laughing so hard. My brother-in-law and I were just sitting there watching it, just like cracking up. And then at the very end, it's uh, the mailing address that people are supposed to like mail in their money to is in Utah. Yeah. So it just made us laugh even harder because we knew they chose Utah because it's like so far away from what they like their typical fan base type, you know, mentality. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I remember like when that song came out. Um, the, well, actually, the entire album, because that song's based off the movie Silent Night, Deadly Night. And a lot of those movies I hadn't seen, but I, I had seen most of them. But I made it a point to like search up each movie like on that track list. So I would like have that whole, I don't know, like horror collection in my head of like things <laughs> that. So. I'm all about 80s slashers, so that was right up my alley. So awesome. it's like that album has introduced so many like younger people to older, super cool slasher movies, and I'm <laughs> all about it. See, I'm a super, super major wimp when it comes to scary things, and mm-hmm. uh, I get made fun of my sister in law and my brother in law. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, we should watch this. I'm like, eh, I'm good, I'm good, <laughs> you know, because like I-, I know she's listening. So Rachel, yes, that's you. I'm talking about, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like seriously they love all these scary movies and i'm like not happening not happening at all (laughs) and like and so everyone makes fun of me because i'm a super wimp but uh so i probably wouldn't relate on that aspect but in terms of like bands that do that stylistics thing in terms of like writing their songs around a a style or a movie would be like mariana's trench which is much more pop punk slash pop yeah, they, yeah. Like all their albums are based around like 80s and 90s movies and stuff. So so I can relate in that aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's super cool. I I love that concept. And I think Ice Nine Kills is super talented. I mean, they uh they've done so much for a lot of bands within that genre and they've like you said evolved so much and it's just it's been kind of cool to see even though it's not a genre I listen to a whole lot, it's just cool to see them succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just the progression of a band too, because you see where they started and how far they've gotten. And I feel like now they're finally getting the commercial dis- uh, success that they deserve. Yeah. But they've been around for a while. They've been a band long for a time, long yeah. time. And now they're finally like on Sirius XM octane and stuff like that. And it's just, it's great to see like a band that's worked that hard. Yeah. Finally yeah yeah i think fearless records has made a uh, has done a lot to help them for sure definitely but uh that's awesome man so in terms of uh you know what are your other favorite bands like so so ice nine kills is your number one i want to kind of see the range so what are your top five bands oh top five wow um 
I'm going to have to go in no particular order, but not I'll- a problem. That's OK. I'm, I'm OK with that as long as it's still only five. All right. <laughs> no cop outs. <laughs> uh, Fallout Boy. Definitely. Um, My Chemical Romance. Lincoln Park. And let's go ahead and throw in. Motionless and white. I also really, really like motionless and white. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, so that that heavy stuff too. Yeah, but, so that's I a mean, it's a pretty big variety there. So, yeah, mo- most of it definitely is centered in. There was a scream at one point on one of their albums. <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, Are, yeah. Have you have you listened to Siler? Siler, yes, I have. Dude. Yeah, they uh they had that one Lincoln Park cover actually. Yeah, yeah dude, they. They are super fantastic. Their new album, I think it's Seasons is what it was called, is just so cool because they combine it, it was to me, it was almost like a combination of Lincoln Park meets like Hollywood Undead. And it was just uh-huh. it was super sick. And so I was just curious because that style, I figured that would be something that you'd be up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, I don't know if uh, this would be a segue into another question, but my first concert ever was actually Hollywood Undead. Oh, for and- real? Yeah, yeah, in the seventh grade at a venue around this area, but I'm actually not from here. But my, uh, I think it was like my friend's mom drove us up to see Hollywood Undead at this venue called Bogarts, which is very big in Cincinnati. Yeah, I've um, heard of Bogarts. Yeah, it's it's a great historic venue. They've had so many big names there. Uh, I know Snoop Dogg's been there. Mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails has been there. Stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I that was my first concert right there, uh, Hollywood Undead in seventh grade. Definitely too young for their material. Yeah, I was like, who who lets a seventh grader go to a Hollywood Undead concert? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think my parents knew exactly what was going on, but they went along with it. So. Well, yeah, I mean, if if they just turned on their Undead song, they'd realize, yeah, this is. I'm not letting yeah. my seventh grader go to this concert. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, my mom, my mom was super strict, and so there's a lot of concerts I couldn't go to, which ultimately didn't really impact me a whole lot but that one was one of the ones where i would actually be like you know what mom you're pretty you're pretty right not letting me yeah, go to that right. one <laughs> right. so so i mean you you get into college you're doing the you said the the art school right mm-hmm. so did yes. you kind of did you do a lot of music stuff in high school then or was it or is it a different type of art that you went to school for uh i actually go to nku for acting um, oh okay yeah yeah um lost henry has definitely become my main focus since getting here mm-hmm. um but i was in i was in this small melodic hardcore band in high school it, it honestly wasn't really anything we put out like a demo tape that was recorded in bedroom and sounded like it was recorded <laughs> on a toaster yeah um, yeah <laughs> we've um, all we've all recorded songs like that exactly, exactly. <laughs> you gotta be proud um, of it <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's, I mean, it's, it's development and it's growth and it's yeah, figuring for sure. out that maybe you should go to a real producer to do stuff, you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I was in a melodic hardcore band. I did screaming vocals in that. I've always wrote a lot. Uh, I've always been on creative writing, stuff like that. Okay. But I feel like the, the acting and the being on stage anyway has definitely just added to my ability to perform. Um, in general, for sure. So, so did you do yeah. a lot of theater or was it? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did, um, I did theater in my junior and senior year of high school and I'm still in the theater department here. I'm not as involved as I previously was, um, but I still audition for shows and things like that. Yeah. That's cool. So how long you've been in college then? Uh, I am a junior now and okay. actually we're all like, Around the same area, Barry and Jackson are both juniors, um, and Ben and Kale both graduate this year. Oh, cool, man! That's yeah. awesome. So, is like the intention? Obviously, you kind of you kind of alluded to it, but uh, is the intention to to basically once you finish school to put full effort into Lost Henry and and move forward that way? Uh, that's that's my intention. I hope everyone else. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone else is on the same page. Everyone listening, I'm I'm. Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> um, we're we're pretty committed to this. I mean, it, this has gotten so much farther than we ever thought it would in a year. Because mm-hmm. um, we've only been a band for a year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we didn't expect the success that we've had so far. And I think we all really do love this band. 
brand and everything we represent. Yeah. And I think we're all kind of in love with that whole idea of bringing back emo. And bringing <laughs> back, yeah. Like, you know, like MCR playing arenas and yeah. on the radio and not playing you know, stuff like Uma Thurman. I love it, but not like that. Yeah. You know? That's, that was actually, I, when you said that fallout boy was one of your top five, I was like, even modern fallout boy or are you talking well, classic fallout boy i'll say classic fallout boy always has a place in my heart but i did see them on the mania tour and it was fantastic so this so. is so i've heard this i was talking to a guy i think he's one of the coolest like photographers for like live uh live shows everyone should check him out mm-hmm. cameron cameron giles i think is it is is his name um i'll i'll link his his instagram down in the the description but but yeah i was talking to him he and i were at he uh he did merch for in her own words and i went and saw uh them in concert and he and i were talking and he's like dude fallout boy is one of my favorite bands and i was like dude i just can't get around their new album their new style like he's like the thing is i had that same thought when i first heard it but then i saw them on the mania tour and this is the same thing and he's just like it made me appreciate them because it reminded me who they are. He's like, it's nothing like they're recording, but it's way, 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 way better. Yeah. Their, their stage show for that tour was incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm really big on theatrics stuff like that, of course, being in theater. Yeah. But, uh, they, uh, they had like these two giant screens that came down like above the audience. Uh, cool. When, yeah, it was awesome. I think it was during the songs Dance Dance and Thanks for the Memories. Yeah. And yeah, they actually like on that tour, they didn't play that much of Mania. Um, it, it was a pretty even distribution. They played two songs, at least two songs from every single album, which I thought was great. Well, that's because um, they've got at least two songs from every album that was like platinum. That's <laughs> they were so good. Like they've exactly. got so many great songs. <laughs> yeah. and. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I saw them, uh, that definitely translated into like, okay, this this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to bring back. This is the feeling that I want people to get when they listen to my music, and I want to be able to like in- inspire people like this has inspired me. You know, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love that. I love that concept because really, like, I was so sad. Like the Warp Tour, this being their last full Warp Tour, obviously. Someone mm. like you, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just drive to Cleveland. And obviously they've got the warp Tour, you know, but but like what the warp Tour did and meant for so many kids, like I'm stoked for bands like you bringing it and keeping it going, keeping the torch lit, you know, and, and carrying it. Well, hell yeah. Thank you. And um, I think like I think a big thing with warp too is just like it was all, I don't, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was easier for bands to get big with warp tour because if you oh, got yeah. a spot on warp tour so many kids are figuring out figuring out about you so yeah. many kids are hearing you every day even if they're just walking by yeah so even in passing warped, yeah i mean i mean without that without a cross country or like that now it's definitely going to be a lot harder for bands like us and just bands all over the united states to really hop in that kind of area they need to be yeah i think unfortunate. it is unfortunate i think that there's there's going to be a some sort of bridge that you know that that'll kind of bridge that gap but i'm not sure exactly what it is yet i think alternative press is picking up the torch and sharing a lot of good music and keeping their side up you know same with mm-hmm. like smart punk records they're doing a lot to share things but but yeah it's it's going to be interesting to uh cuz this is going to be the first year that that there are you're not going to find the new bands because of warp tour right and so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be interesting yeah, and I mean, I totally, I totally understand why Kevin Lyman would like want to. Oh yeah, break though that that man has been working forever. Yeah, um, and I mean, yeah. imagine like I've talked to a few bands that have done Warped Tour, and they're like, dude, it's so amazing, but it's the most exhausting, draining. Just like it, it just beats you up because oh yeah, you, you're literally just like loading, unloading, signing, talking. You never, you never get downtime for like three, four straight months. And it's like, dude, that sounds absolutely brutal. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like just going to Warp Tour is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Just being a a fan at Warp Tour. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you, you feel like you're going to pass out at a lot of different times, but like, yeah, 
I mean, it's it's an exhausting day and it's an exhausting thing. But at the end of the day, it's a good thing. Yeah, and I, I I hope it comes back. I don't I don't think it will for a while, but I really hope it does eventually. Well, yeah, I just I just get super pumped because like the bands that have been the warp tour bands are still kind of carrying the torch as well. You know, like right yeah. now I'm wearing my my newfound glory hat. But Newfound yeah. Glory and Simple Plan. I mean, both of them are working on new music. Well, Newfound Glory is working on another cover album, which is going to be freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, but then like Real Big Fish just dropped an album that's like super rad. And I'm so stoked that Ska's coming back because that's a whole oh, other yeah. genre that's coming back that I'm pumped about. <laughs> like the oh. hippos and the aquabats. Dude, that was some of my favorites. So... <laughs> now, I've only recently got into Ska. Dude, but, uh, it's so I've- fun. Yeah, it's uh, I've been listening to a lot of Less Than Jake and stuff like that oh, dude, recently. So good. Yeah. Um, actually, not to get back to a Big Ice Nine Kills tangent, but have no, you that's heard- fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you heard the song "It Is the End"? I have not. It's got um the two horn players from Less Than Jake. They're featured on that song. No it's way. Awesome. It's amazing. That's it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's it's so cool. <laughs> It's so funny to see those kind of gaps being bridged and stuff. I'm I'm super pumped for the Ska's Not Dead song or uh, documentary. I don't even know if it's come out yet, but I've I like I supported on Kickstarter, so I haven't even been following anything. But, dude, it's I just am like, if you haven't gotten into it, if you're just looking for fun time, Ska was where it was at. And so, like, I'm just pumped for that. (laughs) Definitely. So when you uh, when you guys kind of came together, started producing music, started writing music and stuff. What made you guys realize this is actually going to be a serious thing? Um, I think I always knew for me, it was going to be a serious thing. Um, I think going into any artistic project I have, I go all in really. Um, I think when we all started to realize this is a serious thing, was when we started playing shows and people actually came to them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Surprised us. It, it made us very happy. Of course, yeah. Definitely surprised us. Um, and just the support we had and the fact that people believed in us and were actually listening to us, yeah. that definitely turned the tide into being like, okay, we sh- we need to take this seriously. We ne- They deserve uh, like, they deserve it for us to take it seriously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We owe them that. Yeah. So there's going to be kind of two directions that I go here from what you just were talking about. Um, So I'll kind of choose one direction first, but I'll mention them both right now. So I don't forget. (laughs) So, so one of the directions is you said, when you have a creative project, you jump, jump in full bore. So I want to kind of talk about that aspect and, and like kind of what fueled that for you. But then the other aspect is I want to talk about, your EP that you released recently. So first is the, uh, the jumping in gung ho, ready to roll. What, what do you think it is? Like, can you pinpoint that to any specific um, reason for why you, you feel so confident and so ready to go when it comes to those creative projects? I just, it's just because I love it. I mean, that's, that's what kind of keeps me going. Um, really like, when when I'm thinking of what I want to do first thing in the morning, typically it's something related to music. It's, oh, I want to listen to this song, like whether that's playing a song in the shower, like before I get ready for my day or just thinking of different lyrics and stuff. It's it's just what I love to do. And it's my main focus in the front of my mind. And I, I feel like that's always just been with me ever since I was a kid. I mean, that whether that was related to acting or singing or anything like that, it's just, I always want to create something. It's there's no reason to not be creating something in my mind, you know, for sure. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think everyone's a creator in, in their own, you know, segment or whatever, but the people who nurture it, there's a lot of, I think a lot of reward for those who nurture the creativity yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you're, you're going to grow and learn so much about yourself when you're creating anything, whether you're uh, writing an EP or sculpting a jar of some sort, like you're going to learn yeah. different things from different things you create. Like you're going to learn tons of patience from that. You're going to learn tons of patience from writing an EP with four other people. So <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. 
do you would you say like it, when you were younger and stuff was did your parents cultivate a lot of that creativity in you or was it like did they encourage it a lot because it sounds like they obviously you know encouraged you to to participate in terms of attending concerts and things but did they nurture that a lot in you oh definitely definitely um I, I was always doing like either drama summer camps or uh watching movies with my dad uh, my dad showed me all of star wars and that's when oh, i really dude. felt the movies that makes yeah. him a hero exactly <laughs> unless, i'll say it right now unless he yeah. showed you the the phantom menace and you know all those ones first then then he's not quite nah. a hero I was gonna... <laughs> yeah we, we we did it we did it in order you did it the right way, <laughs> the right way. Yeah. no my 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 manager and i at work always talk about that we're just like you know what like there was so much potential in those first in the in the prequels but they just there's just, you know, this fan film that came out recently about Darth Vader. And we're like, dude, that one was better than Attack of the Clones. And that's pretty sad. <laughs> well, that's not hard to do, too. I mean, that's true. Be- but yeah, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, for sure. So. um, So, yeah, he your parents definitely did a lot of that cultivating. And so, like, did what what did they do that was did they were they creatives as well? Or was it just like they saw a new potential and they said, let's let's make this happen. Well, my, my dad was, uh, involved in advertising. Oh, um, dude, that's creative. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my mom actually was a dance minor. So, and she's a philo like she's a philosophy teacher. So, yeah. So yeah. they have a good concept in their minds of, of creativity and definitely, definitely. And- they're always, they're always on that same kind of boat. So that's yeah. awesome. I think that's super important for parents to, to encourage their kids in things that their kids are passionate about. My parents were just the same with me. They were very encouraging of what, I mean, however many times I jumped from activity to activity, they still supported me. <laughs> and so, yeah. so it's just, I think it's just so important. And I love to hear when like someone like you, who's, who's taking something so seriously and getting so excited about it. And, and it, you know, I love to kind of trace it back to the roots of, of how you got to this point where you feel confident enough to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's so like, like you said, I think it's so important for any parent, no matter what it is. I like, I know I'm really into like my music and stuff, but if I was into like football or basketball or anything, just if, if that kid loves something, then let them chase it. Like they're going to grow so much. And that's just so important. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I agree, man. I uh I think that's awesome. So now we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit again. <laughs> um into into your EP. So I obviously once you reached out to me, I listened through the EP. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. It's thank you. uh I I actually today um the day this actually is recorded, it's not going to be the day it's released, but the day that this was recorded, Offended by Everything released a new EP, and I thought it was pretty cool cuz you guys is like style kind of meshes with them and they're they just barely got signed to standby records and i was like man i think there's this like you said this genre is kind of coming back and you guys are are taking it by the horns and kind of moving forward so tell me a little bit about the writing process of of this ep and how you decided how it was going to sound um well we started writing it in i'd say november of last year roughly just because that was two very rough ideas of um excuse me <clears throat> no you're good. um two very rough ideas of these two songs keep you alive and composure um keep you alive definitely was going to be a lot heavier it was going to have a uh like screamed verse yeah and composure might have been a little bit softer and slower but they both ended up finding their way to where they need to be sure i think yeah um but really bringing in Ben with that uh, pop punk background and sound like that. Definitely. Influenced. You said, you said Ben was the rhythm guitarist and backup vocals, uh, right? Lead. lead guitarist. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it right in my head. <laughs> no, Sorry. yeah, I got, I got you. Yeah. Uh, the little blonde guy with glasses. That's uh, yeah. awesome. But uh, yeah, when Ben came in, uh, it definitely got that more pop punk route just because his experience writing pop punk. And I think we were all listening to a lot of pop punk around that time, too. Yeah. And lyrically, I mean, I was going through stuff. I, I had just gotten out of a little messy breakup. So, you know, that always influences the pop punk. Hey, it's sound. always good for emo songs when you've got that. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. So that's that's definitely how that uh, came about. Why so much of it seems to be like, oh, why is he crying? A girl. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the the writing process itself, um, like the way we write, typically I come in with a melody and lyrics, which is kind of backwards because I know a lot of bands will have like guitar drums bass all that together then the lead singer hops in and is like okay what melodies can i write on yes but uh typically what happens is i'll write my lyrics and my melody i'll show it to ben and he's like okay let's see if this guitar would work (laughs) yeah so we we kind of reverse engineer and I, i think it works really well for us i mean uh we definitely have this skeleton and then we throw in drums and bass and uh rhythm guitar and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's always worked for us. And I mean, that's always kind of how music has appeared in my head as well with uh, melodies and lyrics come to me before instruments, because I don't play anything at all. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't exactly write instruments. And all. <laughs> yeah, you, and, you have a concept of, of where you want it to go in terms of oh, sound. So, so even if you can't play the instrument, you can basically tell the person who can, here's how it should sound. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, they're all so good about knowing what I mean when I'm like, give it a do 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 there. And they're like, okay, yeah. And they'll throw in whatever was in my mind, which is cr- <laughs> uh, like I have a translator or something. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. But I, I also think that's probably why um, our songs are so melodic and uh, melody driven. Yeah. Just because we start with the melody, we start with the lyrics. So th- they're already like, kind of the starting element so it's of course it's going to end up being the big thing that carries the song you know yeah most definitely and when uh like when you're presenting the the melody or um the lyrics to to the band is there is that like you said that there were a few other members who were in the performing arts school as well are they are they music majors so they're able to kind of translate it well ben started as a music major and now i believe he's just a bachelor of arts in theater and then he has a couple different music classes going on so ben yeah ben has huge music background he has he he likes to tell people he has perfect pitch he does (laughs) that's i mean that's impressive i've met a few people with perfect pitch and it's amazing yeah it's it's pretty cool it like you can drop a pen and he'll tell you exactly what note it is um and so he he definitely knows what he's doing in the realm of music. And then Kale is um, a musical theater major. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's the rhythm guitarist. Okay. And he has a he has a guitar background, but he's also really good at figuring out like, well, what about if we tried this instead of that, like melodically and backing vocals? He's always really good about picking up backing vocals and where they should go. And there are so many moments on the EP where. He has little backing vocals that people might not realize on first listen, but they're definitely like my favorite parts of the song. Well, I think I think coming from a musical theater that that's so important in musical theater. So that makes sense that it translates into your music. Definitely, definitely. And so, I mean, sometimes we'll get the feeling that it's going a little bit too musical theater. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's dial that back a bit, buddy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. For the most part, it definitely just really helps. And I know Barry and Jackson did theater in high school as well. Okay. So Jackson uh, was singing a lot in high school and Barry was on the more technical side of things. Okay. But, uh, and that's the basis and the drummer again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they we, we've all kind of got that theatrical background. So we're all kind of pushing ourselves out there always. So yeah. I think that's awesome because to me, I'm like, like one thing when I, I learned a lot of guitar and piano i just taught myself and so i didn't i don't still don't have the uh, technical background and (laughs) i'm i'm always amazed like you know guitarists like the most amazing guitarist to me of of our era right now john mayer like how technical he is and how he's able to come up with things because he has a technical background so that's Mm. why i was curious about like the the guys in your band because it you know being able to pull a melody out like you did is something that that is a unique talent of yours. But being able to translate it into technicalities 
is something that's a whole other ballpark. Right. And I think that's so cool that you guys are able to kind of mesh that way, which I guess says, you know, this band better continue the way it is. So that way everyone is able to communicate clearly. (laughs) It's like this unspoken language we've developed and I couldn't be more grateful for it. That's so cool, man. That's, I I love that. I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. So in terms of, of like, the the EP it when was it released? Uh the EP was released on Black Friday of 2018 so November 23rd. Okay. And uh and I know you said like obviously this uh this past year has been kind of crazy in terms of how much bigger and better it was than you ever expected. Uh tell me a little bit about kind of like the rise, kind of that that process of getting to the EP release. Not necessarily the writing but kind of the build up and and how the band evolved to where it is right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'd say in the very beginning, it was kind of weird because none of us really knew each other that well. Yeah. But then we all started hanging out all the time because we were writing and we all got to know each other so well like that. And it it was gaining this whole new friend group and meeting so many more people throughout, uh, the school because of the band, because they'd be like, Oh yeah, I saw you're playing a show. I'm going to come out. And talking to people after that, like we um, we initially started just playing shows in uh, the theaters on campus because we had the access to them. And yeah. we just asked, like the School of the Arts heads like, hey, can we have a little show in here? It won't be too crazy. And we're like, OK, yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. NKU has helped us so much in that aspect. It, it's crazy just how much support they've given us. Uh, we also played this. uh mental health awareness walk it was like this little acoustic show and a bunch of new people met us through that that's so um, cool. which was set up by our merch guy austin artema and he's he's doing another uh suicide prevention walk next year that we're playing again that's so awesome yeah it's we're, we're always super involved in stuff like that and we we always like the really diy stuff we did um actually before we ever played like a booked show we uh we're only doing DIY shows. And I think that's how we built kind of the really core trusting fan base that we have. Yeah. Uh, we played this show in a barn. <laughs> that, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, yeah. It, it was our drummer, Barry's barn and it was in Lancaster, Kentucky. I think I said that right. Um, <laughs> for normal people, it's, it's Lancaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was their hometown and uh, everybody in the town came out. It was crazy. And so many of these people probably didn't listen to pop punk or anything like that, but they were just there to support us, which was beautiful. And I mean, like so many of my friends that don't really listen to pop punk will uh, come out to shows like this. And I was uh, previously, well, I guess I'm still technically a brother is always a brother in Theta Chi. <laughs> yeah, I was in uh, the Theta Chi fraternity here at NKU. And I ended up leaving to focus more on the band and stuff like that. But yeah. Theta Chi has always been such a foundation in our fan base. And those guys are always coming out, always supporting us. And I mean, it's it's just that NKU thing has propelled us so far up. And then when we finally were playing local shows, I think our first local show was maybe end of July. Um, okay. Yeah, and so that's pretty. That's a pretty long time to, like, yeah, a lot of, you know, concerts that you played prior to like doing the official concert route, quote unquote, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and and at that first show, I mean, it was this small venue, and it was twenty one and up, but still, like, a lot of people came out. So that yeah. that was just so crazy to me. And then now that we're playing like local shows a lot and branching out to like my hometown, Louisville, we played. A show there uh last month which went great um it's it, the fan base has translated the diy uh kids that have been like okay yeah let's let's all build this together let's all have a great time together it's it's translated into supporting us when we're not doing DIY, diy stuff and when we're actually playing at real venues and it's just beautiful yeah that's super I think, cool yeah i think i think nku though is probably that uh main reason why we were able to catapult as far as we have though. Yeah. I think a lot of bands have some sort of springboard, right? Something, Mm -hmm. something that's kind of a catalyst for, 
for them continuing because um, I just think of how many bands have probably started at NKU, right? Like at any yeah. university in general, a lot of people who are talented, they find other people who are talented, they start. And without that catalyst, without that springboard, that July, you know, July wouldn't have come basically. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, I, think and I think, I think that's just such a leg in the door, like versus what other uh, bands are going through in our scene. Like they, they don't, have springboards like that. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's why some people haven't been able to build as much. Yeah. So we're and super. It, yeah. And it's really hard, right? Like, I mean, Oh yeah. Cause, cause where you're at, it's, it's even Cincinnati isn't like the biggest of markets for, for pop punk in general, but it's like build where you're at, strengthen it, get a really good following there and then start branching out, you know, and, and doing that can do so much for that, uh, expansion of, of your music. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, th- I think, um, Cincinnati's a special little scene too, because it might not be the biggest pop punk scene. It's not a New York or a LA or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but Ohio's a special state for the, for yeah. pop punk music and emo music and, yeah, <laughs> and rock music in general. So many good, uh, I mean, so many great bands have come out of Ohio. Exactly. Yeah, I, I know. Um, well, Walk the Moons from here. Uh, Black Veil Brides is from here. Hawthorne Heights uh, is from there. Reliant K. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. It's just there's so many. Yeah, I mean, like you, you can just keep going on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I think Ohio is. I don't know. Not a lot's going on around here, so people people always want to. They want to show. So, what is the plan? I guess. Obviously, you said you know you're you're kind of right on the border. You said of Ohio and and Kentucky, but um, I guess you've played in uh, us laymen would say Louisville, but uh, I I can't even say it the right way. Um, oh, it's it's Louisville. Yeah, yeah, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, yeah, Louisville. My. Uh, yeah. My cousin and her husband live in Shelbyville, so just right outside of Louisville. Okay, and yeah. uh, and so they they kept making fun of me. Went we went, my wife and I went and visited them, and they're they were like, "It's Louisville." I'm like, "No, it's <laughs> how is it Louisville?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're kind of branching out. You're kind of, um, you know, I guess trying to expand that radius. But what's kind of the plan going forward to try and and keep extending your reach? Well, um, we're definitely going to keep writing and we're definitely going to keep putting out music. Um, we have plans to, um, hopefully go, well, we're going to do another Louisville show, um, pretty soon here. Uh, that's actually on Valentine's day. It's an acoustic one. Awesome. Um, yeah, it, it should be a pretty good anti Valentine's day party. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then we are hoping big, big plans here, but we're hoping to actually play in Canada. Uh, oh, this sick. Year. Yeah, because uh, our Spotify uh, audience is actually bigger over there than it is over here, which is so crazy to me. And I don't really <laughs> understand. Is but, it in uh, Toronto that you'd be playing? Uh, probably outside of Toronto. Uh, funny enough, our rhythm guitarist actually from Canada. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. So his aunt uh, has a bar up there. So we're probably going to try to end up playing there. Also looking at... Uh, Hopefully branching out to New York. Um, I know I know a band we're playing with in uh, Louisville has connections in New York or actually is from New York. And we're interested in having us around there. That's and cool. just more Ohio and Kentucky shows and until wherever the road takes us, basically. Sure. I think that's yeah. so cool. I mean, Toronto's got a crazy, amazing music scene. Like, oh, definitely. Like it's there's so many great bands. I mean, the the number one band that I think of that's like Toronto's baby is is like pacific right now and they <laughs> they have built up that scene and i mean you've got so many bands from up in canada in general that are just killing it right now you know bearings just released their new album and and you got story untold i mean there's just so many great bands up there and so i think that'd be really cool to see that expansion and see that kind of branch out um yeah i i'd love i'd love to translate into whatever whatever all of them have there's just something special like you said something special going on in canada right now yeah i know we uh played with youth fountain oh Um, dude really 
Oh man, yeah. they they're coming through on tour uh here to Utah in a couple uh, another month and a half or so and I'm oh, they're so great. Yeah, definitely go see them. Those guys, one they're just great guys and it it was great talking to them and getting to know them. But uh they're set. Fantastic. Their energy, I I can't say enough. It's just the two guys, right? Kind of like 21 Pilots. Well, it's um I think it might be two official members, but they have uh they had four people. Oh, okay. Up. That makes more sense, but I just love like, dude, they're so cool. Their sound is like, there's so much energy that they're able to convey. It's awesome. Something special too, because he, they don't really sound like one person they, uh-uh. like, or one, one act. Yeah. Like they definitely sound like so many different things and you can kind of pinpoint like, okay, that's some knuckle puck influence. Yeah. Okay. That's some heavier influence, but yeah. like, it's hard to really put a nail on the head of what it Exactly, they sound like but they sound amazing either way exactly. <laughs> yeah dude that's that's super cool i mean for you guys like um how how are you kind of balancing the school and the band because obviously it limits your your ability to travel in terms of you know schools starting up again for this spring semester um so are you guys kind of just like working around that and kind of just kind of letting it fit where it does like a puzzle or how are you guys working that out it's it's like a puzzle exactly uh it's been it's been pretty difficult and that's another reason why i'm really proud of how far we've been so far just because like everybody works everybody is in school everyone has their own classes um some people are occasionally in theater productions yeah so yeah that really puts a halt on things but we, we make it work. I mean, we, uh, we'll practice eight nights. We'll, uh, take off work and do things like that. Get other people to cover our shifts. It's just, I mean, we, we make it work. It definitely is not easy to do, but with how important this is to all of us, we have to. That's what it comes down to is if you mm-hmm. care, if you care enough about it, you're going to make it happen. Exactly. Exactly. I love it, man. That's, uh, that just, that kind of stuff makes me so excited because like, I, I say this to like a lot of the bands that I've interviewed, um, pretty much all of the bands I've interviewed uh, on my podcast have this same thing in common where there's a, an energy and a passion that just shines through in the music. And I think that's so it's it shows because of of what you just said. Right. It's like we make it happen no matter what it takes. We're going to make it happen. I think that's like there's some magic there that especially in a live setting, it really, really is conveyed in a live setting, but even on albums, there's kind of an energy, those little details, like you were talking about with the backup vocals and little things that show a little bit more polish because you cared enough to put in that little bit of polish. Yeah. I I think, I think that's like just the sign of a band that is, is definitely on the path to greatness, you know, like, yeah. They're not as commercial success or not. Like if you care about what you're making and you love what you're making and it, like, it's something you would actually listen to, then you're definitely on your own path to success. Like it's not necessarily defined by, you know, who's going to end up listening to you and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm great if they do. And it's great if other people do like it, but if you believe in the art that you're creating, that's the sign that you're actually in a good band, I'd say. Oh yeah. And I think it's, I think, you know, in in your case, correct me if I'm wrong, but but your guys' success isn't defined by number of of people at a show or number of downloads of the album. Your success is is measured by enjoyment of the people who actually did. Exactly. I think, exactly. yeah, I just think that that's so important that that, you know, we don't get caught up in in the numbers of things. We don't get caught up in the money of things and just like truly just let it shine through let our passion shine through regardless of of what the outcome is in terms of size or volume but touching those few people who really truly care and doing what you guys did and growing things organically and building up this fan base of people who are like i don't know what what, what would you call them lost henry ites <laughs> we, we don't really necessarily have a name for him yet. Uh, I guess we should probably come up with it. Yeah. <laughs> Lost Henryans. Know. Yeah. We'll go with that. They, have, they have their own little symbol, but they don't have a name yet. So. Dude, I, I actually saw that on the, on the album cover. I thought that was cool with the, uh, 
with the the skeleton hands. I thought that was pretty rad. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's actually uh, we we did not come up with that too. Uh, uh, somebody in that photo, like for Misfit single, came up with that, and that's they just awesome. got everyone else to do it, and it's just caught on, and we've embraced it. I mean, and that's kind of what the EP cover is saying too. It's it's uh, okay. Yeah, this is this is what you gave us. Like this, that sign says that. Like we didn't come up with that. That's completely fan made. But so it's also like, it's cool too because it's like it. This is this is me just reading into. I love I love logos and I love design. I love like the uh, the creative process for for illustration. And so like the funny thing is, you know, it speaks to the generation of of people you're reaching out to, right? So the L is like you know people got called losers for being emo in school or being like fans of pop punk or things like that. They got you know so there's the L, but then the rock on sign it, it kind of is like this is who we are. I just thought it was super cool. Just kind of like the subliminal message of it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks man. I mean, I mean, that's, I think that's definitely there. I, I don't think that's too far reading into it too far of a reach or anything. I mean, that's, I'd say it's definitely there for sure. Yeah, Especially with, uh, with the, the rock on hand sign and yeah, the L yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. Right <laughs> yeah i just i i, I was actually like i was a really big fan like in spite of you guys i honestly it makes it even cooler actually that you guys didn't come up with it that it was like you earned it you know that's yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we're, we're so grateful to have it for sure definitely. that's that's so cool man well i i'm super grateful for your time dude it was it was rad getting to know you as we close i want to just kind of do some some random spitball question just kind of like just a uh, rapid fire style, just whatever comes to your mind first. Um, awesome. That's good. So you said you're a big fan of a lot of slasher flicks. What's your favorite one? Favorite slasher. Yep. Okay. Friday, the 13th part seven, Jason lives part seven. No part six, part six. That's <laughs> not part seven. I'll oh, you're not a real fan anymore. I'm just <laughs> part, six. part six. Jason lives. Awesome. Your, uh, your most, um, your most favorite that's not the right your favorite concert that you've been to favorite um oh boy um i'm gonna go oh geez i'm going mike shinoda i saw him this year dude mike shinoda i missed that one i was so sad that post-traumatic album's phenomenal oh great (laughs) favorite Favorite album of 2018? Silver Scream, Ice Nine Kills. I should have known that one was coming. Yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, your favorite non-musical hobby? Lifting. Lifting weights? I'm really big powerlifting, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, dude, you're a champ. I'm super grateful for your time. That was awesome getting to know you. And I'm I'm excited to see where you guys go. Because like I said, I mean, with... With this being your debut EP, there's there's so much green grass ahead and you guys have so much potential. I, I'm excited. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's It's been great and I really appreciate your time too, man.